Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oh yeah. That's right. We're live, everybody. Happy Friday, February 19th, 2021, on the eve of the UFC's next event, which goes down in Las Vegas. 14 fights are now scheduled to take place, including the heavyweight main event, as you can see on the screen, between Curtis Blades. And Derek Lewis, as we welcome you to the UFC Vegas 19 preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Heck, being joined by Mr. Jose Young's back-to-back video appearances for him after his victory on Between the Links yesterday evening. We have... Let's not forget Alec. the A-side on Wednesday. Jose. There's three back. days of Jose Young. Back-to-back-to-back-to-back. That's true. I'm already off to a bad start. I think I got some of the juju from Alex K. Lee, who you can blame for the late start to this broadcast. But he what? is the Prince of Positivity, so. Wow. Just airing me out like that. Gosh. How you doing, I'm buddy? still, I'm, we're going to have, I'm doing good. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. Talking all about today, all about today's weigh-in. We're just talking about the weigh-ins for an hour. Can't wait. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yes, AK is, uh. Is still reeling from the weigh-ins. And then we have on the ones and twos, the man bringing up your questions and your thoughts in regards to tomorrow night's event, Mr. E. Casey Lydon. How are you, my man? Rocket sweatshirt, mustache looking proper. How we doing, my man? Uh, just, uh, just, I, I was in a great mood, to, but we were supposed to start at noon and it is now 12:07 and you know i just i, we, I have i have a, a high standard of professionalism at mma fighting mm-hmm. and um i don't know what happened i mean just hey guys team hey guys, and- uh, get, guys get it together get it together we're on air now <laughs> get it together all right gosh all right, all right. I'm, it's focused. Okay. I'm focused okay, i'm okay. focused get it together guys all right. Jeez. what would you like to talk first about okay birthday songs again first time yeah, yeah. People, shout out, shout out your uh, favorite alternative birthday songs that you would want sung during your birthday instead of the atrocious classic uh, Happy Birthday song. Just, just let us know, and uh, we're we'll, we going to get this changed someday. Yes. Well, also make sure your comments are about the fights tomorrow. 
because I mean, <laughs> we definitely want to talk about those. Uh, so while we while we wait for for those to come in, AK, let's let, let's let's start fresh here, and I want to start with you because Jose was on between the links yesterday. Like we said, we discussed the matchup between Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades. We know it is at stake. In terms of rankings in this division, it's a big fight, but we know the story right now. We got Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou fighting for the belt next month at UFC 260. John Jones is going to be waiting for the winner of that fight. This fight tomorrow, fun fight for sure, but it's not a title eliminator bout or really anything like that. So when you look at this matchup, what sticks out to you heading into tomorrow night? I, 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 you know, I try not to put too much weight on like title eliminator stuff because, again, we always, as we always say, even fights that are billed as title eliminators and like, oh, this is the number one contender, but that can change with depending on so many other circumstances. Because again, by all by all rights, I mean, Blades should he's really it doesn't even need to be fighting again to earn a title shot. He's earned a title shot at Stipe like months ago. But again, we obviously understand the situation, of course, with Ngannou uh, deserving that first crack and then John Jones involvement. So, I mean, what stands out to me is. I'm just so in- I, look. It's a Derek Lewis fight for one thing, and I'm just always so intrigued by you know. There's that narrative of he's he can't like theoretically he shouldn't be able to beat wrestlers, right? But I mean, other than Cormier, it's like the guy always finds a way to get up, doesn't he? he always finds a way to get up and 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 make things happen. So I I am certainly leaning towards Blades, but uh, and we'll get to our predictions later, our official predictions later, I'm sure. But I'm just saying like, God, you just can't count Lewis out. Like on paper, this matchup seems so obvious to predict. But that's what makes it so intriguing to me is, you know, that's the reason they fight the fights. What do you think, Casey? We didn't get your take on this fight and what could be at stake for these gentlemen. What are you looking at here? Well, what do you mean, AK, that this this fight's obvious who to pick? Why would you say what? What do you mean by that? I, I mean, I mean, I'm saying for me, I've, well, we'll, we'll get to that part. Yeah, my, my, my pick is pretty clear. I think I'm I have to, I have to stick with my I guess with my my. You know, one on paper makes sense to me, but again, the thing that's the thing with Derek Lewis fights is they very they rarely go uh, as they are on paper. Yeah. Um. What was, the, what was the question again, Mike? Just your thought on the matchup, oh. and and let me just throw this in there, kind of to follow up. Curtis Blades a minus four sixty favorite. Whoa. Heading into tomorrow night. Four sixty. Wow. Was he a big? Was that? Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's the right matchup to make. Uh, I'm kind of going back and forth. I don't know if being in the small cage is good for Derek Lewis because it's not like he's like a Volkov type guy who needs that big cage when he against a wrestler who you know, just needs lots of space. So, because I just, I, I'm, I just think Derek Lewis. I think this kind of, I want to see like Derek Lewis 2.0 like. I think he has those back injuries behind him. I think he's actually finally truly focused on winning fights, and and because I think he re- I think he finally sees that oh, if I win fights, I make more money, and that's one thing I've always appreciated about Derek Lewis. He's he's he, you know he, he never says just f the fans, but he just says yeah, fans are cool and everything, but I'm here for money. I'm here to I'm here to you know pay my bills, you know put a house uh, over my head, and uh, you know save and you no know, make money for my children and everything. So um. I've always liked that about him. I think he finally is like, oh, if I if I'm cl- closer to the top, you know, I will make a lot more money. So I think he is truly focused on just um, his athleticism and just being in shape and everything right now. And um, I like the fight. And um, yeah, I'm. I to me, it's kind of a pick em fight. Uh, are, we, are we doing predictions yet? But uh, uh, I I just think it's a great fight. I actually like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting matchup. Like we said, Blades is a massive favorite heading into this one, close to a five to one favorite. But when it comes to Derek Lewis, like AK said, 
man is dangerous at all times. He just needs one moment, one shot yeah. to turn the tides. And uh, it, it's crazy. Jose, we, we sort of talked about this on, on BTL. Blades has been, I guess, like nonchalant when it comes to kind of like Derek Lewis, how he's viewed by the fans, the public, and, and even Dana White. Sort of what James Krause was talking about on the preview show last week. A win is a win. A win gets you the second half of your paycheck. And it doesn't matter how you do it as long as that money hits your bank account. And Blades has had some dominant wins. He has a bunch of finishes too. Like three of his last five wins are stoppage wins. So, I mean, this, this whole thing that he just grinds out decisions every single fight is just not true. But this is a what have you done for me lately sport and people have short memories. So do you put a lot of importance on Blades, not just getting a win tomorrow, but thoroughly dominating and probably stopping Derek Lewis to get fans excited for a potential title fight in his future? Or is it the same thing? Win is a win. Get that money, son. Win is a win. Get that money. I think he needs one. Like, I don't think he needs any sort of type of victory in this because it's the heavy. It's not like we're talking about lightweight. Where it's like anyone in the top ten could fight for a title, and like it's like oh who can remember like Dana White's like oh you have to impress Habib to get a title shot oh the win remember when they did that like top five they had like like what was it Shogun and Brandon Vera and Machida and Bader and it was like oh the impressive the one who looks the most impressive gets the next title shot or something like that like no this is the heavyweight division and the top three should maybe fight for the title right now uh, so yeah I, Curtis Blades just needs to keep winning. And he even said himself, like, if John Jones skips the line, he gets it, he earned it, he deserves it, which I agree. So Curtis Blaze is just being realistic, which I think is a breath of fresh air. I mean, even Bilal Muhammad last week, with his call out of Lee Giuliano, he's like, I'm going to be realistic. Like, I have this is what I do for a job, and I'm not just going to try and call for a top five fight. And, well, in that case, he eventually got a top two fight uh, just for, for being the, the company man. But, no, Curtis Blades, win. Take care of your family. It's the most important thing right now. And if he keeps winning, you can't deny him anymore. Like Take the Max Holloway approach. Neil Darius said the same thing. To me, it's refreshing. I get the big money fights because you are prize fighters and all that stuff. But if Curtis Blade just wants to go collect his big paycheck with a dominant win and take as little damage as possible, all power to him. All right, AK, before we get to the questions, let the peeps kind of give their take on the storylines that they have in mind heading into this fight. What's your pick? You said this is pretty obvious the way you look at it. How does this go down tomorrow night? I'll I'll, I'll go Blaze decision. I'm boring. I'm boring. I know. I'll go Blaze decision. Five rounds wrestling. I I don't think, I know, I don't think it's going to be like a complete domination, like kind of like the minus 450 suggests. And in case case you're wondering, the um, topology is 81%. Uh, fan voting for uh, Blades. Uh, quite a few predicting TKO. It looks like 61% predicting Blades by not by KO, TKO. So I guess they're assuming takedown, ground and pound, where Lewis down. Uh, I, I, I think Lewis will do better on the ground as, as usual than people expect. He always does better than, than they expect and uh, and will make it to a decision. But I think it'll be a, fr- a bit of a frustrating fight for him. Lots of moments where he tries to, you know, get that offense going and it's, and it's kind of, and you know, Blades kind of just one step ahead of him, stifling him either, you know, pushing over against the fence, take key takedowns. Um, so I don't know, again, I don't know if Blades will be able to, to finish him, but I do think he'll, uh, he'll, he'll win a convincing, if not dominant decision. Casey? As I know um, Derek Lewis, he's fought, he fought, he's fought. Has he fought five rounds before? I know he's been five round fights. Has he actually gone the distance in five rounds? Ganu. 
Five rounds. That, that was, was a five oh, rounds. Was that only three? Was that felt, like, oh, it, it felt, felt like, like five, five rounds. rounds. <laughs> it felt like, ten, felt like 20 uh, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish it was because I really feel like two more rounds, they would have gotten going. I would love that. But uh, he, He's gone into the fourth question. round twice. Okay. Mm. Um, but he's, actually, never, he's never fought a fifth round. Okay, he's never, got, he never actually got to the fifth round. Uh, I'm going next and he's here. one oh, in, and he's one and one in those in those fights where it's it's gone in the fourth round. Who was it? Who was it? I know he beat that Mark uh, Mark Hunt and then Shamil Abdur Makhamov. I'm not even trying. To I got you. <laughs> there you go. In Albany, New York, right? Was that was that? Yeah. I was there. Oh yeah, I was so there. Was I. That was the that was the first. You were there. Yeah, that was the first he's UFC gr- event I ever covered live, and that was uh, that was the main event. Derek Lewis lost the first three rounds of that fight and then got the finish in the fourth. It was one of those kinds of fights. And you know what? That was basically my prediction. Uh, I predict, you know, he'll, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be grinded out. He'll be grounded out. Um, sorry, grinded out probably first couple of rounds and everything, but it's Derek Lewis. And this is over five rounds. And I do think, I don't think, I don't think Curtis blades has the, uh, the cardio, the, the, the cardio to match, Derek Lewis, to, at least to hold him down on the ground for five rounds. And I think we're going to get a late stoppage from Derek Lewis. And I think it's going to be very exciting. That's a that's a, a wild pick, and I love it. And it could very well happen. Jose, what do you think? Uh, fourth round stoppage for Blades, I think. Like, looking at his last few wins, like, has he lost a round, like, officially? Maybe one? Like, I know, like, the, the Volkov, I thought he swept those, like, 50-45. I know there was a couple weird scores in there, but I just think Curtis Blades is unbelievable right now. Uh, well, didn't he, like I th- didn't he? What was the Justin Willis scorecards? Weren't those just asked like bizarre too? Like, were there a couple like thirty twenty fives in there? I just think Curtis Blades is the third best real heavyweight right now. Like, I'm not counting John Jones in that mix because he hasn't fought for the he hasn't fought in the heavyweight division yet. I think Curtis Blades could be the third best behind Steve and Francis. He's looked unbelievable right now. He's knocked out Junior Dos Santos, and for all the talk we've been talking about Alistair Overeem getting better at wrestling because he's been training with Curtis Blades. I think the same thing could be said with Curtis Blades striking, training with Alistair Overeem. Like it's, I just think Curtis Blades is is phenomenal right now. The whole cardio situation with Curtis Blades, I just think he's another animal, and I'm going to pick Curtis Blades fourth-round stoppage. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to go against Blades here. It really is. I, I just – I do think, like Casey said, he is going to have to dig very deep at some point in this fight and – uh kind of unblur his vision because Lewis is a tough man to keep down. And once he gets back up, he unloads with thunder and it just takes one to change things. So if you're going to take a shot at the bidding window on this fight, it's Derek Lewis or pass, no doubt about it. But the pick, is, the, the, the pick is Curtis Blades to get this thing done in my, in my Curtis opinion, Blades so. has lost to one person in his life. Yeah, the, the yeah. one person that Derek Lewis beat. Derek Lewis has only beat one MMA, person. Ma- MMA Matt never <laughs> fell. Come on, you say man. the only person Francis Ngannou has. I mean, Derek Lewis has beat. Yeah, the guy. No, the the, the only guy. All right. Well, the only guy. The only guy that's beat. You know what I'm saying, man. I don't. <laughs> the I only don't. guy that's beaten Curtis Blades lost to Derek Lewis. I think. I think you should. When when this goes live, you can go back to listen how you worded it, and I was very confused by your statement. But I get what you're saying. We all knew what you meant, (laughs) Truck. We all knew what you meant. That's right. (laughs) There you go. 
Um, before we get to the questions, like oh, we said, one, this is one, now one, a- one thing I think that hasn't been talked about though, because um, I think uh, I think cardio is going to be such a key factor in this fight. Um, Curtis Blades' cardio in particular. I really wonder um, how he re- how he recovered from COVID, and let's see if that has any mm-hmm. um, effects on his cardio. And um, I just we don't know the answer to that. And um, I just think uh, I just really feel cardio is going to be the key factor if if Curtis Blades will win this fight. I don't know. So um, I, I'm really curious about the the COVID situation. And I'm hoping. Even though I'm picking Lewis, I'm hoping that this is 100% the best Curtis Blades and not anything that actually got, you know, any long-term effects um, of the virus. So that's all. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yep, that's a good point. Uh, Like we said, it is now a 14-fight card. It was 15 until the weigh-ins happened because (laughs) Rafael Alves missed weight by 11 and a half pounds. I believe... I believe Mike Bond said this. This was the biggest. Was this the biggest weight miss in UFC history? Yes. Biggest. Be, yeah. Surpassed be, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Sheesh. So he basically missed a full weight class above for his featherweight matchup with Pat Sabatini. He missed the lightweight limit. Um, I was. I, Mike, I, I, I was doing the you know the kind of the the live updates for our Twitter account. And I saw that, and my first first was I, I I forgot that it was a featherweight fight, so I just I just tweeted out like, <laughs> oh, he missed weight, he, he missed weight by one point five pounds. I'm like, oh, too bad. And then I went to go check sort of the official website, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like, because Sabatini had already weighed in, and I'm like, Sabatini, I'm like, he weighed in like one forty five point five. So I went back to double check, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh that's a featherweight bout. Then I assumed they made some <laughs> sort of mis- well, then I assumed they made some sort of mistake, like they just read the scale wrong. But normally the UFC uh, sort of the UFC news account they also tweet out the weights. They don't tweet out if something's uh, not official. They almost always so they tweet out one five seven point five, and I'm like, 
man, I guess he came in one five seven point five for that for that featherweight bout, and uh, it was for me in my mind it was just chaos for a moment because I was tra- sort of trying to keep up with the other weigh-ins. But obviously, all I want to know is what the hell happened with Alves? What's going to happen to the fight? Uh, you know, our uh, G- G- you know our own uh, Guillermo Cruz, of course, spoke to him earlier this week. A story that was about moving back up in weight at some point, moving back up to lightweight. Uh, so not coincidentally, uh, this kind of this kind of came around uh, and became even more of a story uh, Friday morning. So uh, yeah, wow, eleven point five pounds, and of course the fight was was canceled. Thankfully, what was Rum- right, so what got- was Rumble eleven? Eleven yeah, for middleweight, yeah. Before his, Vitor, his first fight at middleweight, his first fight at middleweight. Yeah. So we all, we all, uh, he was coming up from welterweight, and we're all like, ah, oh, finally, you know what? We're like an extra fifteen pounds. His weigh-in issues finally behind him. Like, yeah, he was so I tough. Thought it, I thought the answer was Kelvin. When Kelvin, like, I forgot about that Rumble fight. When Kelvin, <laughs> didn't Kelvin miss by like ten pounds against Woodley? No, not that much. I don't they, know. They, oh, they, no, they, it was they, definitely they, doubled. They, it was definitely up there. They fought like them. the this, wait, wait. yeah, because they Woodley's like, fuck it, I'll fight. Ten, and they gave him the money back. Yeah. One hundred percent. It was at least I'll nine or ten. Do the, I'll do, look it do, up. The re, do the research, AK. Uh, look it up. Yeah, we have at least computers. Nine we, live in the age, we live in the age of UC 183, Silva Diaz. I, remember I mean, that. I mean, I mean te- technically nine pounds with the one pound allowance, but yes, one eighty for a one hundred and seventy pound bout. So technically nine pounds. Was if that you the one you went know, to the hospital too? Kelvin going to the hospital? No, no, I think that was no. That one. was for the uh, MSG card. Remember, we were supposed to fight Cowboy or, oh or Kennedy gosh. or something like that. Cowboy, he was Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So yes, yes. Alves. So, congratulations, Alves. You now own the dubious record of eleven biggest weight, eleven and a half pounds. And the crazy thing about the Gaslam Woodley one is Woodley gave Cal- Gas on the money back. He's like, you can keep the fine. He's like, you know, you get twenty percent. Like, would we just give it back? Didn't and then not. That was a close fight, right? Too. It was, it was a super close fight. Yeah, it wasn't that was, exciting. It was I, kind a of lot a, of people. It was kind of a, it was just an a fight, it was and an then fight, the next time, close. and then and then Woodley took like 13, 14 months off, and then fought Robbie Law. Oh yeah, Tyron Woodley. Remember there you him? About five percent. Uh, Alves did release a statement saying he suffered some sort of illness, uh, which is why he couldn't cut weight. I'm not making excuses for the guy, but I'm I'm I think it's fair to say something went wrong yeah. beyond just he didn't want to. No one misses weight. He wouldn't have bothered to show up to the scale. Probably, honestly, should not have bothered if he was actually ill. Should not have bothered to show up. I don't know if he thought that Sabatini would still take the fight just because he showed up. I, I mean, I'm glad. I, I, I assume the UFC and the commission shut it down uh, logically. So, um, but yeah, very strange circumstance. So I, I hope Alves is okay. I know I'm maybe being too sympathetic. Uh, but again, we don't know yeah. the whole story. We don't know the reason why. He what says, is he's just some, being, some sort of illness during What that. is wrong with being sympathetic? I feel like we have to apologize. A lot, Casey. We, like, a lot. I feel like we, these I, people, our, our, our viewers are vultures. They, I mean, will, like, they will pounce on any sign of weakness. What, what, what's Alvis's record? What's his record? I know a little, I know a little about him. But like, I mean, uh, he's, I don't know. But he's never had a, I don't think he's had a history of this. And missing this, this <laughs> clearly, yeah, he clearly had some sort of illness injury coming into the fight. It didn't work out in the weight sure. cut, and then the doctors, or the UFC staff, when they when they saw him weighing backstage, they should have just said, "All right, it ain't happening. I'm sorry." And there's no use to really put him out there when you know the fight isn't going to happen. That's just that's just embarrassment, to, to be honest, to me. Yeah, uh, his record by the 19 and nine, and never lost by decision. So all those <laughs> losses, he was finished. So we were going to get something exciting. So 19 and nine. So uh, yeah, so almost 30 fights and he's made, I'm assuming yes. he's made weight. So yeah, this clearly was an, an issue and it kind of yes. sucks yes. that if, if he, if he had never got to the scale and it just, the fight was scrapped from do bad weight cut, 
you know, but now since the UFC kind of put him out there in front of all the cameras and now we have all these funny tweets, you know, um, including me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and hopefully, of course, Sabatini, uh, Pat Sabatini also versus, so I, I know he'll probably get the, oh, uh, well, we're going to rebook him soon to get him a fight. I, I hope he receives that that does happen. And then he receives some sort of compensation for successfully weighing in, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. So, of course, I sympathize with Sabatini as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and of course, everyone. Sabatini took this fight. Yeah, Sabatini took this fight on less than a week's notice to make his UFC he debut. Did. So, got yeah. a feel for him, former CFFC champion, and uh, we will see what happens with those gentlemen moving forward. Three other misses on the scale. Uh, yeah. UFC debut for uh, Draco Rodriguez. He missed weight. Jared Gordon uh, missed weight as well. Both had... Pretty significant misses. Their fights with Eamon Zahabi and Danny Chavez will move forward, respectively. Uh, both of those gentlemen, Rodriguez and Gordon, will forfeit 30% of their purses. And then the co-main event, we had a miss as well. Caitlin Vieira, uh, she missed. She will forfeit 20% of her purse to Yana Kunitskaya. I believe she weighed in at 138, so she missed by a couple of pounds. So there you go. Some chaos, but we still have 14 fights on the card, and <laughs> the one fight we lost was uh, was a weight-cutting thing. So... We'll see what happens. Some fun fights on this card. And uh, we'll see what the peeps have to say. Let's go to the peeps. To the peeps. Ketlin, Ketlin Vera, by the way, picked, picked the right, she picked the right day to miss weight. Because normally someone misses weight for like the co-main event. You know, that would be my headline for whatever our, our miss weight story. I didn't see anyone even mentioning that she missed weight. on. It looks like people completely did not notice she missed I weight. Yeah. Uh, one out of four plus the Alves. I mean, people barely remember Draco. Draco Rodriguez missed by four and a half. And I'm like, there's our story. There's our story of the day. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nobody mentioning it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really wondering why the UFC even sent out Alves to weigh in when they knew. It wasn't a surprise when they, because they weigh in, right? They weigh in behind the stage. I don't know. UFC going to UFC. Good for them. All right. Questions, questions. Happy birthday, AK. Uh, thanks, Jose, for making people think it was my birthday. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. It's not my birthday. Uh, my birthday is November 4th, if anyone wants to uh, try keep that November 4th at 94. But uh, thank you guys for the- oh. oh, Casey. Isn't that it? oh it's not God. my birthday today. But I welcome any birthday. Surprise. I welcome any low wishes of, of, of any. Oh, it is my birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> Stand corrected. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, here okay, we go. Okay, all right, all right. Long time, long time commenter. Joseph Boza, should this card have been made evented by Caitlin Vieira versus Yana Kunitskaya? There is more on the line there than in the main event. Jose, this is kind of a question that's right up your alley. I know it's not title, we're not doing like multiple title fights here, but still, should this card have been main evented by Vieira and Kunitskaya, considering there's potential for more movement and i don't know what do you think no because i think that having the main event holds like is relevant to the division too like i don't think either man Derek lewis or curtis blades is going to fight for the title if they win on saturday but like why not why can't they slot in for a fight or why can't they be right there in the mix so uh if they had made like plus this is already scheduled to be a main event in the first place and then they just moved it to another main event so like I get. I like Kellen Vieira and Janos Kunitskaya. So, but I just think Blades and Lewis is the proper headline for this card. Both are good fights, uh, but if you want like the marquee, if if you view the main event as the marquee fight that'll get fans to tune in that you can put on the poster, then Blades Lewis is the one. The thought of Derek Lewis making a post-fight speech of any kind is the draw 
for this card. I mean, even for the casual viewers to try to top what he's done in the past, when that man has a live microphone in his face, magic ensues. AK, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm not sure I agree with the, uh, Joseph Boza, thank you for the question. I'm not sure I agree with the premise of the question because is there more on the line in that co-main event? I mean, I, they're both in the top 10, uh, both coming off of one win each, which is good, I suppose. But Viata will have won like five of six or six or seven or something if she, if she wins, I guess. Uh, Kunitskaya, who did, Kunitskaya, her last fight, she, I'm just like, oh, uh, beat Stolyarenko. That was okay. So she'll have won four of five. I, I don't think, I think Blades and uh, uh, Lewis are closer to a title shot than, I, I know we kind of discussed earlier why they, why they might not be, this kind of stuff they have to get through, but. I don't know if a win here puts Vieta and Kunitskaya in the number one contender spot, or even on the sh- on like you know the leading the shortlist as a replacement. So, uh, no, just, <laughs> I'll just answer the question straight up. No. Yeah, I agree. No, I mean, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's, this is this is proper. This is a proper co-main event, actually. Um, and like you know what, and we're just like people say, like uh, Blades Lewis is just t- kind of to hold their place in line. We still don't know what happened. What's going on with John Jones? We don't know if he's if even even we don't know. We don't know anything about John Jones right now. He still he has contract negotiations. He has a lot of money issues right now at the UFC. So the winner of this fight could still be fighting for the main event for the 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 winner of the main event tomorrow could be fighting for the title next if if the John Jones negotiations don't go proper. So um yeah, definitely think there's more in the main event. John Jones looking massive, absolutely massive right now. If you follow his Instagram, that dude is a beast. I don't think yeah, that's a good. I don't think that's a good thing though. If you're a big fan of oh. a huge of a huge fist fighter running around the desert shooting guns with his dog, then yeah, John Jones' Instagram is right up your alley. Touche, <laughs> touche. Yeah, big big John Jones. I I feel it was going to be a slower, more tired John Jones. So um, we'll see. We we will. We will. Maybe our lot. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Arlovsky versus Aspinall picks. Will Aspinall freeze like Tanner Bozer? AK, he's throwing a little, uh, little salt on the Canadian wounds yeah. here. What are your well, thoughts? Well deserved. Well deserved. It's tough. You know, our own Jed Mishu has been on a huge Arlovsky high this week. Uh, he's been blowing <laughs> me up with all these Arlovsky facts. And it's, and it's great. He's just like, he just wants to celebrate Arlovsky, which is fine. Like I, 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 we don't look, I, I feel like we don't have to wait until a guy is like going to retire or, you know, some the, God forbid, something else happens to them that, you know, we do these retrospectives and kind of appreciate them. So uh, I'm kind of glad that he's brought it up because, yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, our last career, I think he's third now. He'll be third in UFC appearances behind uh, Cowboy and uh, Jim Miller, and mo- most among heavyweights, I think, by a large margin now. And um, he just has a weird way of kind of mucking up some of these fights that we all like, oh, Arjun Orlowski being, uh, being loaded up for this prospect. I mean, his very, like we just said, the very last fight with Bozer, I mean, you could maybe blame Bozer for letting that one get away from him. But look, Arlovsky did his job. He got in there. He's, he's a hard guy to fight. Um, what was a lot? Uh, tied to Ivasa. I remember that fight. He lost, but it was like a weird, it was like a weird fight. It wasn't like a showcase fight for Tuivasa. Um, there's a lot of Augustus Sakai was a close one. He's had a lot of weird fights. Uh, so it's I'm, of course I'm leaning, like I said, I'm, I'm a boring pick guy. I'm leaning towards Aspinall. And I and I would, if you ask me uh what I bet on him, like if I had to gun to my head, will Aspinall knock him out? Yeah, I think I'll go Aspinall by KO. But man, that Arlovsky—he's he can still fight. He can still take a punch. And when it comes to these guys who are so much less experienced than him, he can expose a lot of their a lot of their holes, a lot of their holes, a lot of their weaknesses. So 
Don't be surprised if it does go to a decision. I, I'm going to Aspinall with my finish, but man, don't count out Pitbull. Do not count him out. That's going to be a huge mistake. Yeah, not much I can add to that. Anybody uh, have anything to add to to what AK just said? I, didn't, uh, I totally forgot. Go ahead, go ahead. Arlovsky well, wrote a five-fight losing streak in the UFC and still is a main carter. I think that's the, I think that's it's here. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think we've talked. <laughs> Look like, who he's fought. That what don't matter. It's still, oh, yeah. five, it's still five okay, fights. To lose five fights in a row in the UFC and still be around, it's actually kind of crazy. I don't know. Like, who's, who's lost five fights in a row and still came back? Like, what do you mean came back? What well, is, came for another fight. Like, they, the UFC didn't release him. Probably BJ Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Anderson, BJ, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. Johnny yeah. Hendricks probably had a million. Hector Lombard. Hector Lombard, five. I'm like, no way. Cowboy just went, Cowboy yeah. just went five winless, five in a row winless. Five not, in a row. Not, not a losing yeah, streak. So, yeah. so I guess, yeah. I guess Andre's in that one, that little. That group of fighters. Um, As- no, I expect Aspinall to whoop up on Arlovsky. Ooh. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Um, I. I think he's a better prospect. I, I like Tanner Bozier a lot, but I think uh, I've been very impressed with Aspinall. And if Aspinall loses, it won't be because he froze. Because um, Andre Arlovsky just beat him. But um, but is that is that kind of is that, is that kind of the the perception that Tanner Bozier is is the better fighter than Arlovsky, but he just kind of didn't show up that night. Is that what is that is that or like I don't they, know. I don't if know. They fought, if they fought ten times, like how many times did you pick Arlovsky over Bozer? No, I don't know. See, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair to Arlovsky. Like I said, I me think neither. Arlovsky me neither. Has, I don't think so yeah, either. He has so much more experience these guys mm-hmm. than these guys that when they fight, he's a big step up. I know. I know people mm-hmm. view him as a as a like a mid level gatekeeper. He's a big step up for a lot of these guys. When you look at who they, uh, Aspinall's a, he uh, is the last a, minute replacement, but but oh, and then who was the first guy? Uh, he beat uh, Oh Collier, who was who was. Uh, was barely in the UFC mm-hmm. before fighting. Uh, so he's really th- that level of competition is so far below Arlovsky. Like it's crazy. But he but he whooped up on that level competition. So I he, did, he did our, as he should. Arlovsky's place right now, if you look at the people who beat him, is similar to like the John Dodsons of the bantamweight division. Like if you beat John Dodson, you're probably top five. But if you don't, you just have work to do. Like who is Arlovsky lost to? Jairzinho, Sakai, Tuivasa. Tabura and Ganu over in Barnett, Miocic, like these are all at one point top five or fighting for a championship. And then he beats everyone else. Like John Dotson, who's he lose to? Like Lineker, Jan, Demetrius Johnson, Marlon Moraes. And then he beats like the Nathaniel Woods of the world. Like those guys. Like it's the similar situation. Also, it's it's interesting that Arlovsky, when he went on that long loser streak, his fight against Miocic, which was the one that kickstarted it, was a number one contender fight. And then he went on that skit, which is why it's even more uh, impressive that he's still here. But Hector Lombard, his last win in the UFC was against Jake Shields. And then he had a no contest for a failed drug for testing positive for something. And then he lost six in a row. So he had a seven-fight streak of not getting a win. In the UFC? He lost in se- the UFC. Wow. That's crazy. He lost to, and two different weight classes because he lost. He beat Berkman, but then he got, he got overturned to no contest. And then he got he got that wild fight against Magny. He got cr- and that was his last fight at welterweight. He got crumpled by Hendo, uh, lost to Johnny Hendricks in 2017, and then lost to Anthony Smith, CB Dalloway, Talos Lightis, and then called it a day. Hmm. And now he's selling hand wraps on Instagram. 
Good for him. Good for him. Uh, someone, Jeremiah K. in the comments also mentioned, technically Jeremy Stevens is on a five-fight winless streak, if you count the first year, your Rodriguez no contest, the, the eye poke. So that is technically five bookings where he's not gone without a win. And he also has a UFC record of uh, 15 and 17. 15 and 17. Doesn't he have the most losses in UFC history? Yep. He does. And, and yeah. counting, 17. Yeah, BJ Penn's last win, last professional win, was against Matt Hughes. Yeah, knocked him out. Great memory. Yeah, and then it was a draw with Fitch, and then he lost to everyone else. The the, the, the Fitch one, yeah, the main event in um, uh, Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Sydney, yeah, I was there. Has he, has he been officially released? Has, has Dana White or the UFC said BJ Penn is no longer part of the roster? No, right? He said he's think not so. going to give him any more fights. I don't know if it's an official release, though. But he's still he's still under contract. I, I, I have a feeling he's still it, under contract. Do you think Penn was released from the promotion in early September after video evidence showing Penn fighting patrons in a bar in Hawaii? Oh, that. Oh, you okay. know what's funny is you. I forgot that because that's like three. That's like three incidents ago. <laughs> uh, like three BJ. Yeah. Right. That's so horrible. It's such a horrible thing to think of. But like, I actually was. That's not the like when you said he was released. I was like, oh, I was thinking something more recent. I'm like, oh, right, that happened, and then all this other stuff happened. Like, oh. I don't know. Thank you for the question, EO. Thank you. How did Francis beat Curtis Blades twice oh, if his God. wrestling is so good? I think we know the answer. <laughs> the to dude this has Francis Ngano has the world record for the hardest punch in the history of mankind. That is why, <laughs> <laughs> and that's an actual thing that he had. I, I don't know if I'm going to beat him, but like, remember we punched that machine and he got and the Guinness Book of World Records presented with a plaque. I, the hardest recorded punch. I, I I punch harder on that machine. I, I I have photographic evidence. I'll show it to you later. Oh my goodness! Throw it on the screen. Later. You don't want to put it up on the screen. I have to find it because I, I he'll I, find I, it. My, my, my folder of record breaking punches by Casey. I got to find that folder. But um, yeah, look, we'll stop the show. Look, <laughs> yeah. All right, Casey, you have look. our attention. You're on the spot. <laughs> like remove remove this question. Let's solely talk about how hard Casey punches. <laughs> <laughs> on the no punch machine, a punch machine. Uh, look, Prince Vegeta. If anyone saw the fights, I mean, we know how it went. Look, it doesn't. Your wrestling doesn't matter if you you got smacked up once by uh, by Ngannou. It's you know they always say uh, if you get hit, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt when they get punched a couple of times, it drops them down to like brown belt, white belt. There has to be some equivalent for like Division One level wrestlers. Something like when you're a Division One level wrestler, you get hit, you get dropped down. Like one good punch drops you down to like Division Three practice squad or, or JUCO national champion, something like that. Like because it it really does, uh, well the second fight. How long was the second fight? The second Blades and Ganu fight. It was even shorter than the first one, right? Like it was. I think it was less than a minute. It was like forty-five seconds or something like that. I'm looking yeah. at forty right on the dot, Jose. Forty-five Boom. seconds. Uh, the second, uh, the first one. Okay, Doctor Stoppage. Doctor Stoppage. Yeah, in Croatia. Sure, sure, sure. So, so I, I guess there's a little more data to work with there. But uh, Ngannou is like such a is just such a phenomenal athlete, and like honestly, his takedown defense isn't that bad. He hasn't had a chance to show it. But I, I, again, I watched the Miocic fight. Yeah, he got taken down and controlled a lot, but he was a load for um for Miocic to control. There's a reason Miocic couldn't finish that fight. That was all about control and and you know sneaking in damage where you could. This guy is not easy to wrestle with. So for, so anyone that thinks like oh just just taking Ganu down, believe me, people <laughs> many have tried and paid the price for it and unfortunately that's kind of what happened to uh to Blades twice. Oh, I can't I'm a, I'm a, I got to find this photo. God dang it. We believe you. Casey, we believe you. <laughs> we know it exists. 
Next preview show, you're going live from the Inglewood Arcade where this machine is. <laughs> yeah. we're stream the, the punch. punch. Well, wasn't yeah. it the wasn't the machine they punched? It wasn't like all calibrated with like science. And they no, no, it, it, it was the uh, it was the machine at the uh, the body armor. Is the body armor Under Armour? No, whatever. it was the, the, the machine the water. at the PI. I, I thought no, it was the machine in the no. PI. Well, I'm talking about the machine that was at the body armor. Uh, I don't the, care about that machine. I'm talking about when the Guinness Book of World Records came and handed him. Well, Guinness Book of World Records got scared. Oh. They got scared. Why? The du- Guinness is ducking you. Is Guinness is ducking you. Okay. Oh, okay. So they, got, they, got, they got two reasons. Whoa. Right, put those puppies away. Like, I've got tape on this fingers. I was punching so hard. I ripped the skin off. Yo, Casey, we've got to monetize this video, right? We don't want to check off that box. Like features violent, graphically violent content. And like, whoa, whoa. We're going to have that tape on from throwing those Ashland Daily punches standing, which you just like took the backhand <laughs> fist from like the bottom. Ashland Daily. What a, what a call out. Wow. I love that. She was a fun interview. Yeah, she what was a fun interview. But I remember when she fought on tough, like someone like, like when she was like trying to get close distance, she would throw punches like this. And it was like such a unique thing to watch in the octagon. Range finder. Range finder. <laughs> she was fun to watch. Fun fighter. All right, what else we got? Um, let me go to the bottom now. Sure, all the comments are like, let's see it, Casey. Yeah, let's, let's see, see it. it. <laughs> Dang, yeah, okay. We got really sidetracked in the comments of my punching power. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Oh, big question. Uh, do you feel bad for Blades and the and other heavyweights for not being able to fight for the belt? Stipe held the belt for so long and he's not active. I feel like they should do a tournament Bellator style. I feel like you can make an argument for like every division in the UFC right now in 2021 that you could do some kind of tournament. But this is not like, I mean, the whole thing with Stipe and DC took forever. It took a long time. There were injuries and three years. You know, negotiations. It took three years. They held the division they for three years. They fought once a year. They fought once a year for three years. This is not like a extremely long layoff for Stipe this time around. This is not like, I mean, especially for him. What's it? Nine months? August they fought. It was August, right? Yes. Yeah. So what? Seven months. That's not that that bad. Um, and then once you get Jones in there, if if Stipe, I'll say this: if Stipe could fight, can defend against Ngannou and fight John and fight John Jones in 2021, you don't need a tournament. I think either way, Blades, if he wins, and then maybe wins one more, is not <clears> fighting for the belt until 2022 anyways. Unless, like Casey said, he just slots in there somehow. Maybe there's an injury. Maybe Jones isn't ready, can't come to terms with the UFC for some reason. So I don't – I mean, it's just a tough position to be in. But Blades understands what's going on here. He said that John Jones is the man. He gets the shot. I get it. I understand. He's being realistic about everything. Like Jose said, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. But is there – like? Let me ask you this, Jose. Is there any like legitimacy maybe to do a tournament or is the UFC kind of on track here with, with DC out no, of the picture? I think after Curtis Blades, there's really no – like look at Bantamweight. Like we're having arguments over who should get the next title fight after that. Like the only real argument in the heavyweight division is Curtis Blades. Yes, Cyril Ghan and Jairzinho have to fight in the winner of that. Maybe. But they still shouldn't leapfrog Curtis Blades. There's real no clear – like after Curtis, who's the next in line? It's like – Three and what's Curtis Blades? Two and Francis one. If if Stipe's champion, like Jairzinho, Lewis Volkov, gone over him. Like none of those guys right now should skip over Curtis Blades. So I don't think there's necessarily a need for a tournament. If anything, there could be a tournament to fight Curtis 
for a future number one contender spot, but I don't think Curtis Blades wants to sit out that long. If Francis – and then let's not forget. If Francis beats Stipe and then John Jones say goes, oh, I'm not, I got, I'm not ready, I got to put on more muscle or whatever, why would they not do another rubber match with Francis and Stipe? Because they would be 1-1. Like if Francis winning – Opens up the John Jones-Francis fight, which is a huge money fight. But then it also opens up a rubber match with Steve Bay. He's already beaten Curtis Blades twice. He's already knocked out Jairzinho in like 14 seconds. So maybe then, but if Steve Bay wins, it's going to be Steve Bay John because that's a no-brainer. And then maybe the winner of Jairzinho uh, in Gone versus Curtis Blades for the next title shot. But I don't think there needs to be an official, like, lightweight needs a tournament. Bad. Bantamweight probably, welterweight probably, but I don't think heavyweight is is at that point right now. What do you think, AK? Well, I, I want to go back to the premise. Uh, so do you feel bad for Blaze, other heavyweights? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, at the same time, it's hard to be critical of Stipe because, look, uh, the guy is he, – he's he, we all know he's he has, you know – you know, a handful of fights left in his career. He's being selective with them and not selective for the sake of his health. There's no reason for him to constantly rush back into action. He's the champ. You know, he is the champ. He has a lot of leverage. So this always kind of comes down to, I know we're a broken record with these things, but you would have seen Miocic defend his title more and you would have seen uh, other people, you know, in the mix and in the title picture more uh, if, if these guys were compensated properly. Okay. Like, I, like look, I'm not saying Miocic is going to fight four times a year. But certainly more than the one time a year that, like uh, as, as as Jose pointed out, because it, it's it's not worth his while to defend his title that often. You got to remember, people he he is he is a firefighter. He has other uh, business interests. I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC was not his number one source of income. I, I really would not be surprised. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll go. No, I'll go that far. I'll go that far. And I know he's he's had some really nice that, close that, paydays. Yeah. You think that's too far? <laughs> firefighters aren't firefighters aren't making uh, seven figures a year, <laughs> but. But either way, my point stands is, is that people are always like, why doesn't Stipe fight more? Oh, why doesn't he fight? You know, why isn't he fighting here? Why isn't he fighting this guy now? And it's like he he has done a cost assessment in his mind. Is it worth his time? Is it worth his health? You know, uh, his his personal time, time with his family. If he can afford once a year, that's what he's going to do. But let me tell you something. If the UFC had come along and said, here's $2 million for to fight Curtis Blades, Stipe would have said yes in a second. He would have said, yeah, $2 million for Curtis Blades. Sign me up. I'll do it. Of course. it's I'm, I'm the champion. I'll, I'll do it. It's it, but it's just not worth his time. So I, I do feel bad for his challengers. I do wish he defend the title more. I'm sure when people look back at the legacy of Stipe, they're going to point out like, oh my gosh, like he only defended against like the same. He fought the same guy three times. He 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 only fought Francis once. Oh, he's going to fight Francis twice now. But if he'd only fought Francis once, they would have criticized that. Maybe he never fights Blades. Blade, all this stuff. But it's like again, if it's not worth his time, there's no reason to, for him to just line up title fights just because the UFC wants him to, and sadly, just because necessarily we want him to. But um, yeah, so it's, it's it's certainly a more complicated issue than just, you know, uh, is, is so-and-so the holding up the line? Is the title itself kind of, you know, holding up the line? And pay fighters gonna, more. That's the If you're going to complain, if people are going to complain about Stipe, then they can't look at King Velasquez's run with like rose-colored goggles because he fought two right. people in like four years. It was yeah. Junior, Bigfoot, Junior, Bigfoot, Junior, Bigfoot, Lucifer, Doom or something like that. So like, can't be picky when it comes to who you're complaining about. I was Curtis Blades. I would love a tournament. <laughs> sure. not, to me, that's the only way he who get a title shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just plus tournaments. Tournaments rule. They rule. They're fun. yeah. Like Bellator, if they said, Bellator "Yeah, we're style. doing a heavyweight tournament." <laughs> Sign me up. Pride style. Hell yeah, yeah. I know. Pride K1 style. style. I want. I want K one with the giant bracket and the ping pong balls. And everything. <laughs> yes, those like it's that. so much fun. I, I I appreciate the term Bellator style. I've never actually <laughs> Bellator style. I like that. 
<laughs> oh, uh, update, update. Are we ready? Are we ready? Yeah, hit me. Uh, I know what's coming. Well, we are all waiting. Wow. Whoa. That, that? As that is video. Francis. It wasn't not even close. Not even Francis in a full what three piece suit. Casey, what are you wearing? What am I wearing? Yeah, what shirt yeah. is that? Oh, uh, a Metallica shirt. But that I says, think to make this fair, either Francis needs to wear a Metallica shirt, or Steve, or or Casey needs to wear a three piece suit. Oh, one of the two. Well, well, yes, the, that's the I rematch. See. That's the rematch. Oh, the rematch. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this first this fight is only in your head. Francis, is like, what? Is, what are they talking about? Oh, <laughs> I'm sure if Francis sees this, he will he will be upset. Also, what? is that he preach? Blew. Was that like how you've probably lost a ton of weight? Since yeah, so I'm right about case. I'm about 25 pounds heavier in this. So yeah, so you're gonna have to bulk back up to 20. Francis is gonna have to meet you at that same weight, lose no. all of his muscle. It's only fair. Right. Or you can no, bulk up to no. or you can bulk up to Francis's weight, Casey. Either way, no, Casey's, Casey's more lean has probably even I more mean, power. Now, now. Yeah, I'll just now I'm, now I'm throwing combos now. That that was just one. Yeah, shot, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> now he's like, do you want to get JJ? He's killing you with a thousand cuts now. Like, bah, 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 then, then calf kick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So we can. Well, no, yeah. But that's a proof. That's a proof. Hey, people screenshot that. Screenshot that. Dust out your three suit and punch the bag. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Screenshot what, that, what, please. What? People at France, at Francis Ngannou on Twitter. I want you guys to spam his Twitter account with that picture. Oh, God. Uh, and hashtag he fears Casey, something like that. You guys come up. You guys yeah, are creative. You guys come up. With and hashtag. then mail Francis that Metallica shirt. It looks like <laughs> Ride the Lightning. Right? <laughs> well, I, mean, because, because I don't think you're heavyweight. One. So, oh, so uh, Matrixia. Yeah, I think the real question is pound for pound. Number one. Pound yeah, for pound. Yeah. It, it's not even. It's not even close. Yeah. I'm actually. I'm actually cutting. I'm actually cutting the lightweight right now. Honestly. Oh my god. Oh I'm actually going and, to lightweight. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, you're bringing that power to 155. Calf kicks, baby. Which makes you at, <laughs> which makes you wonder just how good is Aaron Pico? <laughs> there you go, <laughs> He did throw me around. Yes. Aaron Pico basically just drowns Casey outside of water. Yeah. If you, after this pandemic, if you're watching at home, you see me on the street. I, I'll, I'll show you the Aaron Pico throwing me around. And, no, and if you see Casey on the street, just try to fight him. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, we got. I got. I got. I got to use. I got to use these deadly skills some way. So you know how DC says whenever he sees a Russian, he just immediately starts to wrestle him. <laughs> he's already, just do that with, when you see Casey. Just run up to him and double underhooks immediately. Don't care if the dog <laughs> is there. Don't care if he's with Case with Esther. Don't care if he's shooting video. Just run up, double underhook. Like Casey's like, "What the hell happening?" I was like, "Ah, oh, got." And then I'm all like digging in, like tumbling, and I'm just like, "Ah." Oh. I can't hug a person now. It sucks. Like you can't. I can't just. Uh, yeah, because I just want to. Again. <laughs> all, right, all right. I will do maybe one more, and then we'll uh, do our under more. the radar. Yeah. Okay. Do our uh, under the radar picks. Do, 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 do. Um. The Brad. The Brad Riddell, uh Gillespie. Is that is that is that a fight they got yeah, announced? Or something? Oh dang. Okay. That is done for March twentieth. What is March? What is that? Fight night or pay per view? What is fight that? Night. Yeah. Fight night. Fight night. That is, is ooh, that. That's the uh, Holland Brunson card. Cool, yep. cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. Um, so the whole city uh, kickboxing gets big fights. I think we, like three I think we answered this though, right? Did we already answer this? 
If Francis no. beats Miocic, do you think UFC will make the third fight right away or not at all? No, it'll happen. It won't happen right away. Like if unless, Francis unless wins, John Jones Francis is such a big fight. I think it depends on negotiations of John. I think they're gonna. Yeah, to me, they're, they're, John, they're gonna. Yeah. They're gonna. They're gonna go. They're gonna calculate pay, estimated pay per view buys for each one versus what John wants to make. So, um, yeah, I think that's. I think I, I would think that that that's the backup. If 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 the UFC can't come to terms with John, then it goes to Stipe. I think that maybe, maybe. And then we got Blades too. So, or potentially. Or maybe Derek Lewis. We'll see. All depends oh, yeah, Derek, on what happens Yeah, tomorrow. Derek. Ooh, ooh, Francis Derek Lewis for the title. For the belt? Oh, man. <laughs> Where's right. Brock Lesnar factor in all this? That's my question. Is Brock Lesnar? What's up? Come on. Brock Lesnar's out there, right? That's where he's, he's out there, right? Oh, here. I'm just, um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I vividly remember making a graphic that said Brock Lesnar retires. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, do you agree with on the line sharps that Minner wins early, but Rosa wins if it goes past a round and a half? It's an interesting fight. It's a really interesting fight. And there's uh, a little bit of heat between these two guys. Rosa said some stuff at the virtual media day. It all got back to Minner. He wasn't too, uh, too pleased with that. Kind of took a dump on Rosa's credentials and the strength of schedule. And Minner's had a million <laughs> fights. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a fun one. Um yeah, I mean, I, Casey, I don't can you disagree. Spell Derek Minner's name. That's not how you spell it. No, can you spell Derek Minner's first name? Oh, it's like got way too many letters in it. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's like Dwayne Wade's first name. Like, just, yeah, come on, man. It's just like, what are yeah. you doing? What? It's not that bad. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> it's so weird. It's not that kind of, have you ever seen? It's not have that you weird. Ever seen a name B A R R I C K. Like, no. Yeah, come on. I'm just saying, but phonetically, you would still like know. You would still know it's Derek, though. It's not like it's not, it's not like you know that's like Derek, Derek, Derek. That's the that's like the fourth the, the Rick option. Derek, Derek, Derek. It's not that. It's not that. Is weird. it is it Derek? Is it Derek or is it, is it still pronounced Derek? Well, now it is. Well, now Derek. I can't get that out of my head. Derek. Derek. <laughs> did we answer the question, or, or did we just talk about his name for the we whole time? We definitely did that. We definitely just talked about his name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with that. But Rosa can win. I mean. Rose has got really good ground skills, so if he gets us to the ground, he could he could get a submission early in the fight too. But yeah, I, I would say the longer the fight goes, Rosa Ro, Rosa turns it on late in fights, especially is if it's Derek, in Boston. Does Charles Rosa have more wins, or does Derek does Derek Minner have more losses than Rosa has wins? Because I know Derek Minner has had like double digit losses, right? I would. I'm not looking He's at like it right now. I will. Yeah, I would say it's close. It's close. It's close. I would say it's close. Uh, let's see. No. Uh, Rosa has 13 wow. wins. Minner has 11 losses. Wow. As Charles, Charles, Rosa's, never- Charles Rosa's losses are like, who's he lost to? Like Dennis Seaver, Yair, uh, Bryce, Bryce Mitchell, Mitchell, and Shane Burgos. Is that the last? Is that the other one? Burgos, yeah. Like, uh, pretty much losing to like violence and then beating everyone else. <laughs> Sean Soriano, Rhode Island Pride. I didn't realize Rose is one of those. Rose is one of those win loss, win loss, win loss. His whole, his whole look at all of his, look at all of his wins before Kevin Aguilar. What do they all have in common, Casey? In the UFC, no. Uh, Where they all take place? Where they all take place? Oh, they all Boston cards. (laughs) 
all Boston. His fight against his win against Kevin Aguilar was his first win in the UFC outside of Boston. And all three of his opponents, New England guys, Sean Soriano, yeah. Kyle Bokniak, and Manny Bermudez, all yeah. New England guys. Master Soriano. Last minute. That's true. Like, yep, took minute. it on like less than a week's notice. Yeah. You know what though? For Derek, for Derek Minner, um, <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> if he, he, I didn't, re- I didn't realize this, but Charles Rose is a bit of a kind of a uh, gatekeeper, a little top fifteen gatekeeper. Because look who he's lost to. If I you, wouldn't even say if top you, fifteen. Well, I would say like top twenty. But when at the time, Dennis Siever was a top ten guy. Yair is top five. Shane Burgos top ten. Bryce Mitchell's top ten. Not when they fought, though. Not when they fought. Like, like Rosa Yair. Like, was that Yair's first fight off the Ultimate Fighter? Like his first fight. In yeah, I know, but that, that's what I mean. Like these, like so. When Derek, if Derek Darik Minner <laughs> wins, he won't be top ten immediately. But like, if you beat a guy like then Rosa, then his, like, the the sky was his limit. fight against Dennis Seaver was last minute too, right? Like his debut. Like it was in. It was like over. It was like Hamburg or Stockholm or. Prague or something like that. He took it on like super last minute too. You know what though? So Th- that was in 2014. No one should know this. Uh, no one. No one should know this on top of their head. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want to say to Scott McCrate, uh excellent question. But by the way, my uh, my advice of anything related to betting, I would say, do not bet on MMA. Do not bet on MMA. I cannot stress this enough. I tweeted right after the uh, Vieira uh, Anthony Hernandez upset that uh, I said this is I never bet never bet on never bet on MMA. And uh, I immediately had like four or five people like show me their betting slips. Like, oh, I bet on Hernandez. I'm so smart. I'm like, congratulations. You're like five people out of like probably like 50 people that ended up getting like, their legs broken because yeah. uh, in no, other situations. No, they, no one shows the winning. On, like, yeah. No one shows the losing. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have fingers to tweet with after they, they get a losing bet. All right. Mm. So I never see those ones. But I mean, congratulations to everyone who won. But I wouldn't have put any money on that, that outcome. That was freaking wild. Even though we all predicted a preview show. <laughs> still. Yeah. Still, I wouldn't have bet Real- on it. Rosa nearly a two to one favorite in this fight, minus one eighty five right now. So we'll sure. see what happens there. Uh, Eddie Wineland, Eddie Wineland is fighting tomorrow. Uh, he's fighting Ooh. sexy Mexi John Castaneda, former Combate Americas bantamweight champion. Uh, oh. What do you think, Jose? Is this a is this a cut fight for Eddie Wineland if he's not victorious against John Castaneda tomorrow? It might be a let's call it a career moment. Eddie Wyland, like it, he might not fight again, period. If he, depending on how he looks, like if he's super competitive and like, because because Eddie Wyland's also taking like big breaks in his career too. So if he doesn't, like, he's at the point where if he doesn't want to fight and he hangs it up, he has nothing to hang his hat head down on uh, his career. Like he's fought the like WEC vet, a former WEC champ, has fought the who's who in that division. So if Eddie Wyland loses and loses bad, like he did against Sugar Sean, and he decides to ride off into the sunset, I wouldn't be surprised. But he's had a hell of a career. Uh, so I think it might not be the, like, let's like this conversation. Would he get cut? He might just retire, but he also might win too. So I don't want to write him off just yet. First fight, 2003. Yeah. That's his first pro fight, 2003. Dude. Jeez. No, no, I think Sean O'Malley was like 10 when, yeah. when Eddie Wyland made his debut. Yeah. We talked about, you know, Arlovsky, you know, he's, he fought in the nineties and stuff like, dude, man, guys like Wyland, man, holy moly. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I guess I think it depends how he loses. Like and, if yeah. you look at, I think early, like because I looked at Eddie Wyland's like career before he fought the before he fought Sugar Sean. Like there was a point where he was under five hundred early in his career, and then he rattled off like twelve or eleven wins in a row or something crazy like that uh, to get to get into the WC. So like 
to start off your early career in the early 2000s when MMA was not this big, viable, booming market, go under 500 and then stick with it and win like 10 in a row on the regional scene just to get in the WC, like Eddie Wyland is the man. Like, love that. I love watching Fought that. Fought for a UFC fight. title. Fought yeah. for a UFC title. Uh, interim Fought Burrell. Fought Hannah Burrell, yes. the interim title. Which was One essentially the, the undisputed time. title. Yeah. At the time, it was essentially the undisputed title. Yeah. Right, Kuz was up, but yeah, and, but you're right. Technically, interim title. And I still wasn't happy of the that stoppage in that fight. I know that I know the little mm. spinning kick looked great and everything. Yeah, but yeah. I th- I thought Wineland deserved a little more uh, uh, time by the ref. But it is it is what it I, is. Uh, Jeremiah, I actually do think that if he does not retire, if he loses but decides not to retire, I do think that he will get cut from the UFC. So I'm a little more, I'm leaning a little more towards uh, uh, if he doesn't retire, the decision might be out of his hands. So as far as his UFC days go, uh, sorry, Casey, I hate I hate to hijack you, oh. but I do have to shout out Mocked uh, in the comments for a guy. I got to give him a Duval. So thank you, Mocked, for the Duval support. He said he's seeing in other live chats, it's taking over the nation. And uh, Ron Willie, Ron Willie, asking what's my birthday song. I think if I had to pick a snippet. I'd like to change it every year, but if I had to pick one, I would think I would take the chorus from uh, Always Be My Baby from Mariah Carey, like for people to sing, like just that section. Can you sing it for and me? And the, the dude, I'm not going to sing it right now. Why not? It's a, it's a, it's a, Mariah, it's a Mariah song. You got to treat the song with respect. I'll sing this as some random other ditty, but Always Be My Baby? Come on, man. You got to treat that song with respect. But there's the do do do, do parts after. So if I were to take that snippet, I would use that and replace the song. Can you give me like, just, you, like just, just a couple of beats, you know, just a little bit? Uh just, uh, you really, you're really putting me on the spot, Casey. Please. I know I'm a beautiful singer, but I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I feel, I feel unprepared at the moment. Come on. I feel unprepared for, for getting, a little, getting, for a little Mariah. Of, we're getting lots of comments for it. Well, you know what? I, you're lying. I can see them, but you know what? we are live. Uh, what's the? I, I, I'll have to look up the. Oh no, I can. I don't need the lyrics. Uh, you know, you'll always be my baby. You know that song. You know the song. Yeah. Don't make me great, start uh, <laughs> Please. Oh, Mike, join in. But I'm saying, take some yeah. of that. Take some of that snippet. Have people sing that instead of the birthday song. I'd be a happy boy. Wineland's oh, a bare knuckle. Be. Oh, boy. Yeah. It makes too much sense, doesn't it? I like it. I mean, Leonard Garcia's, oh. Leonard Garcia's headline in the next card. Ooh, Eddie Wineland Jim. versus um, Jason Knight. Yeah. I'm down. It could happen. It could happen. Yes. Um, and that makes a lot happen. of sense. Oh, and BK, the world of BKFC? Anything. It's the world, the land of dreams. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yes. Mark right. Duval um, sweeping the nation. I think that's all we got really for questions. Even though there's like 2,000 right. million fights. Yeah. It seems to be focused. A lot, very, <laughs> lot of focus on the main event. Wow. Really. Minus, minus one now. Minus one. Yeah. Minus one. All right. Real quick, AK, under the radar fight fighter or storyline? I mean, it's I'm gonna say Knight Landwer every time, and I actually <laughs> really like the style. I actually really like the style matchup with Arosa too. Arosa is is uh, he's one of those he, he's unique. Like I feel like anyone watching Julian Rosa for the first time is kind of like he's gonna he's gonna in in the mix. Like this fight is I think positioned right in the middle of the prelims. I think if you're like someone who's kind of like casually watching, you kind of go through. The, and there's some good fights before that too, but you would see Julian Rosa and be like, man, this guy is. This guy fights like a, I don't see you know, like a very distinct style, and then you just have Landwer, who's just a complete berserker. So I don't know. I don't know whose fight it's going to be. I don't know if it's Landwer who's going to turn into like the kind of brawl that he loves, or if he's going to kind of get caught up in like Arosa's like a little more tricky game and uh, and have to figure that out. Either way, I think like I think tactically, it's like a really interesting fight to watch and could turn into like a legitimate fight of the night. Love that, Jose. 
Uh, Luis Payne and Dracar Close, man. Dracar Close is, uh, flies the Arizona flag like few, few L's do out here in the Southwest. And Luis Pena is probably one of the more unique individuals you'll just interact with. Even like, I'm not even talking about his fighting style. Like, he's such an interesting man. Uh, he's a good interview. He's, uh, he's kind of taken this violent Bob Ross per- persona and kind of just ran with it. So people, at, I've interviewed him and he's like, people think my name is Bob. Like they don't know my real name. And the best nicknames are the ones where people don't even know your real name. So Luis Payne to Jakar Close, I think it's a fun one. We talk a lot about lightweight being so fun right now. And I just think that's a, an interesting fight for, bo- for where they're both at in their careers. Yep. Good on Luis Pena taking this fight on a little over a yeah. week's notice. I think it's like eight days notice replacing uh, Jai Herbert, who uh, couldn't make it. COVID-19, I believe. Um, I believe that was the case. And uh, yeah, Luis Pena is like and, in that. Like, Luis Pena is who he lost to. Trezano. Worthy. worthy. And he had, who's he have somewhere in there? I know he beat Wyman. And I know he beat Steven Peterson. What, what way Steven, did he uh, Steve Garcia. Who did he and who no who did he lose to? Was it Fervola? No, nah, he got oh yeah, he got it was uh it was a split oh, decision. That weird, yeah, but Fervola is awesome too. Uh so he's only yeah. losing to like he's like they always match him up with these prospect fights, and he's always the one that comes out on the wrong end. So yeah, Louis Payne is fun. I think if Jakar like Jakar Close lost, like what was was his last fight against Dariush? Like last March? Yep. This is his first pandemic fight. Like fun fight, fun fight for both of them where they're at in their career. I like it. I, uh, I'm excited to see Casey O'Neill in the UFC. Very excited to see her. She's fighting Shauna Dobson. Another opportunity for Shauna Dobson to, to spoil a prospect's rise. Casey O'Neill is a savage. This woman is an absolute killer. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that fight. Shauna's looking pretty good. Uh, ever since going over to elevation fight team, her confidence continues to rise. Of course, she's coming off that, that, uh, that, that win over, uh, Agapova, Maria Agapova, which was uh, the biggest upset. I think it's the biggest betting upset in UFC history, if, if memory serves it correctly. It's right up there. Uh, but Casey O'Neill, man, really excited to see how her style transitions to the UFC. She is a murderer. I know and, nothing. Uh, I know nothing forward. about her. How, how did you find out? You just how did you find out about her? She's only fought overseas, right? Or yeah, she- I've been watching her for a, for a little while now. She just she's just a savage, absolute killer, That's and. Cool. Uh, yeah, she got a big finish in her last fight. It was kind of like that big test to see if you, if, if she was going to get signed, and she did, and she got a stiff test tomorrow. So I really like that fight. I think that should be a lot of fun. Casey, do you have a, an under-the-radar fight fighter storyline before we wrap this bad boy up? Phil Megatron Halls. He's back. There you go. I'm, tell, I'm, I'm telling you, man, if, 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 his, if his head's on straight, woo. That he, like this, this is this could be this could be his year. This could be his year. We'll see if there's been a lot of hype behind him. It took him a while to kind of get everything together, man. But uh, did we ever find out what happened with his last fight? How we got dropped out last second, and now it's here. Was it an injury? Was it COVID? You know, remember like he was supposed to fight uh, just, just like a month ago or a month and a half ago, and it's just it was one that, like during the fight week. Is anyone? But whatever, he yeah, made weight. Yeah, yeah, he, he made weight. So, so he's there now. Um. I'll always excited to see Phil Haas. And um yeah, that's that's my uh yeah, that's one I'm excited to see. So it looks like Haas got some some sort of minor some sort of minor injury on Haas side, yeah. I think. Okay. I yeah. wasn't sure if it was no, yeah, nothing serious obviously because he's back got rebooked, yeah. Yep, good test right there. Don't that's sleep on, on the main don't card. Sleep, don't sleep on Imovov. Don't sleep on Imovov. 
Oh, Phil yeah. Hawes. Hawes right. just Phil Hawes favorite. is going to be sleeping. Right. Phil Hawes is going to sleep him. Oh. Who Oof. knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if he goes to, to the Casey Lydon School of Punching Power, then that is a, a very viable oh. option. I mean, you've seen the did numbers. You, did you get scared, AK? Watch. AK, watch. Oh. Three, wow. Yeah. Oh. Guys, it's so it's real. Speed. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, so technology. All right. So, <laughs> so prelims... As as I don't know when the prelims start. I don't know when they. I don't know if we're losing the fight for the back. But hopefully, hopefully we just keep things where they're at. Four thirty Eastern time. We'll let you know, and then we'll do our our little uh, pre-fight show thirty minutes before that happens. Main card: Aspinall versus Arlovsky. Phil Haas versus Nasserdine. Imovov. Chris Dawkins, a two to one favorite over Alexi Olenek. That what? should be a fun fight. Derek Mitter versus Charles Rosa, and then we got uh, Caitlin Vieira. Big favorite over Yana Kuditskaya and then Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis in the main event. Curtis Blades is a big favorite for that one. But we'll talk all about it tomorrow, 30 minutes before, and then we'll have you covered throughout the event, post-fight show after. You know how it works. So thank you for watching, everybody. Hope you're ready for UFC Vegas 19 for AK Jose, a powerful E. Casey Lydon. I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy birthday, AK. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.